promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky, they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about self. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is that section in the uh, Sermon on the Mount by our Lord that that he's dealing with worries, and, and we've probably heard it about a thousand times, I'm guessing, those of us who've been in the church long enough. But it's this place for us to try and understand God and our stuff and why it is that we don't have faith. Uh, it, it, because what happens before this is that he, he talks about first how to give. And then he talks about how to pray, how, how we are supposed to pray. And, and, and that is what we've been focusing on, right? The Lord's Prayer. That's where we get the Lord's Prayer from. Uh, and, and it's where we have our text, the, our, our petition for this week. Give us this day our daily bread or give us today our daily bread. And then how to fast, how to deny ourselves things. And then how God wants to manage our possessions and, and how we, we can't serve both God and money. We can't serve two masters. And then we get to the crux of the argument, the issue facing us, the, the issue of worry, of, of whether we are going to have enough, whether enough is going to exist for us. And so after this whole lead up, that Christ does here in chapter 6 of Matthew. We get to verse 25 and he says, Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? And we want to say, yeah, Jesus, that's easy enough to say, but but not very easy to do. We, we tend to worry, right? That's the basis of our life, is worry. All of it is. Uh, how we work and how we save our money, whether we save our money or not, worrying about if we're going to have enough to retire early or if we're going to have enough to retire at all, worrying about uh, you know, if we can be 65 and sitting on a beach somewhere, right? That's, that's one of our big worries. Uh, then you throw in, um, 
our, our worries about our, our uh, provisions for the day, whether we're going to have the food we need, which in fact, we, we look at our world today, especially here in America, and we discover that's not really a problem for us. Food is available. We have, uh, we, we, we talk about how there's so many people that are food insecure. Uh, in fact, there's a couple million children, if not more in our country who are food insecure. And that should actually make us angry because that has nothing to do with them and it has nothing to do with the government. It does everything to do with their family structure. The fact that the family does not have enough food because certain decisions are being made, certain choices are being made, certain, certain worries are, are eating at someone to cause them to spend their money somewhere else rather than on the care of their families. But here Christ makes a fabulous point for us. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Is, isn't there something more to life than the things that we eat and the things that we are going to be putting on? It, it should be. But the reality is, is he has to make the statement to us because it goes against what we believe, what we hold for ourselves, what, what our sin tells us, what the world tells us. And, and then he uses all these examples. He uses the birds, the fact that you could go outside right now and you can look at the dumpster chickens, the, uh, the, the gigantic ravens or crows that we have here, and, and they're provided for. <laughs> Part of that is garbage, but they're provided for. And he says, look, the, the, the birds of the air eat and are provided for. Why are you worrying about this? And then he talks about the flowers, that they don't, they don't spend their time looking on, on Google or Amazon or Macy's or wherever, trying to find the next, the next outfit, trying to find what it is that they can look at. They're not, they're not worried about whether the, the same girl is going to wear the same homecoming dress to the homecoming dance this Saturday, right? God clothes them. He, he brings them up and makes them more beautiful than Solomon, who was considered the, the most amazing king in the history of the world with, with how prosperous he was and how he was clothed and, and, and all these things. And basically tells us if God's going to do that for these inanimate objects, these things that we take for granted, these things that for some of us we hate, the birds for instance, a lot of the birds we don't like because they poop on our cars and they, they crow too much and, and all those things. If God's taking care of them, why can't we trust him to take care of us? And that's where our sin comes in. The law comes to us and should convict us every time of the fact that we don't trust God in these things. We don't. And yet the amazing thing about our petition, the explanation that Luther gives to us, as well as what Christ is saying here, is that God is already giving to you, regardless of your faith, regardless of your prayer. Regardless of your expectations, God is already giving to you. He is a God who gives, even to all the wicked, we say, even, even though we're sinful. He gives. And yet, we don't want to trust that tomorrow he's going to do the same thing, or the next day, or the next day. And I think that's why Christ gives us this petition and says, give us today our daily bread. Give us the bread we need for today, today. So that he's wanting to tell us, don't worry about whether you're going to have the bread tomorrow because God is going to provide for you. It may look different, 
There's no guarantee of, of three hots for you. There's no guarantee of three meals. But he's going to provide for you. He's going to give you what you need in that moment. The problem is, is that we, in our sin, our sin, if, if you remember the garden, Genesis chapter 3, our sin is the fact that we want to be God. We want to be in control. We want to be the one that provides. We want to do it ourselves. And God is saying, no, I do it for you. I give to you. Everything. All the time. Trust me. And so Christ says to us, so don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He knows of the needs that you have and he gives them to you freely every day. We're told in our petition that we're just, we're asking God to help us recognize that and then receive whatever he gives to us with thanksgiving. And then we're told, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first Christ. Seek first the things that we need, the, the God who has sought us out, who's come to us. And all these other things will be added unto us. What does that mean? That if we, if we follow that formula, seek the kingdom of God and, and seek his righteousness, then it's going to be a genie in a bottle? No. What comes of it then is that our hearts get transformed by God's kingdom coming to us in Christ. Our hearts get, get, get transformed by the righteousness that has to come to us from outside of us because we are worriers, we are controllers, we are ones who want to try and, and handle everything on our own. And so God has to come to us and remind us that we are incapable, that we are not capable of providing for ourselves, that we need him to provide for us. And then what that ends up happening is it convicts us of our sin. And it causes us to realize our dependence on him, the fact that we have a loving and gracious God who gives to us all things he's promised to. And he's promised to be our God. And he's promised to take care of us, to care for us, whatever that might look like. And so we're told not to worry about tomorrow, that there's enough trouble for today. Let's ask God then to take care of us for today, knowing that he will, that he'll provide us what we need when we need it. And then tomorrow, we can deal with that tomorrow. Let's pray. Oh God, who gives daily bread without our prayer, even to all the wicked, we pray that you would give us to acknowledge your benefits and enable us to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We will see you on Sunday. And then on Monday with another video. Have a great week. Thank you.